Hello and welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Worst, a podcast where we rate and review movie trilogies and decide which film is Canadian. I'm your host Griner and joining me today... I'm Luke Morgan and nature made me a freak, man made me a weapon and God made it last too long. And I am James Howlett and a man has to be what he is, Joey, can't break the mould course today we're talking about the wolverine trilogy uh, x-men origins wolverine the wolverine and logan is this our most inconsistently named trilogy so far <laughs> i mean we've, we've done some trilogies that are, are not true trilogies i suppose and they're a little bit more inconsistent but how did you guys yeah. how did you guys enjoy this rewatch of the wolverine trilogy luke me first um this is your choice yeah, sorry. Um, so, <laughs> the, obviously, like, okay, there's par- parts of this trilogy that I think are amazing. Um, there's parts of this trilogy that I remembered fondly. Um, and there's a film here that's a pretty bad film. Um, but I'm going to be honest, like, I kind of have a weird soft spot for Wolverine Origins. Oh, why? <laughs> I don't know Why? That's but like, spot in your brain somewhere. Is that it must be. It must be. <laughs> like it's bad. It's it is very bad. There's two types of films with this. There's bad films where I'm disinterested and bored, and I'm I barely take any notes because I'm not even interested in it. And then there's bad films where I'm writing notes after every sentence or after every scene. And this is one of those films where I was kind of like laughing at so much stuff. I'm just like, oh my god, this is so stupid. Um, and it's kind of fun. And when I watched it originally, it's this it was this weird time in my life where I had like a portable DVD player with a screen on it. I remember and I, those. And I used to just like watch stuff in bed all the time. Like I didn't really watch my TV and stuff. And I just remember having this movie on disc and just watching it so many times. I don't know why. Um, and just watching it and thinking Logan, like Wolverine, was such a badass. Um, I was, I was, I don't know what, 15, 14, and just thinking he was a badass because he is a badass. And knowing the film wasn't good, but like having a, and watching it again for the first time in years, I really like, oh man, this is a bad film. But <laughs> yes. I kind of have a weird soft spot for it. So, yeah. Man, I took to this straight after. I took to Letterbox and I was like half a star. This film's awful. <laughs> I see. So I have the opposite. I have just nothing but negative reaction to the to to half of this trilogy. Half of it I really like, but it's almost like a solid down the middle where half is complete trash and half is really really good. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, it's just uh, two thousand and nine was a weird time, and <laughs> X Men Origin Wolverine I think embodies this trilogy embodies such an interesting like slice of superhero films mm. coming from like the pits and yeah. really sort of like you see the lessons they've learned right each time and going and just going okay cool that that didn't work what do we need to focus on okay that's still not quite working let's do something else now and it's never quite the big spec it's never the end games or the um you know the avengers films level of like big event and spectacle but it's also doing it also tries something very different that would then be replicated, you know, a couple of years later with Joker. It's like it's a it's a really interesting slice of yeah superhero cinema history, but yeah. um, God, it's unpleasant to rewatch 
some of these films. I, uh, I wanted to issue an apology. Last week I made the bold claim that Rush Hour was a... The Rush Hour movies were boring, but one of these movies <laughs> takes the cake for boring movies. We'll get into it. Thank you. Uh, stats? We ready for some stats? Yes. Yeah, stats, 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 stats. X-Men Origin Wolverines. $150 million budget. Made $373 million. What was that uh, spent? Anyway, yeah, so. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe Hugh Jackman's fee was incredibly high. There was uh, no CGI money, that's for sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Wolverine, 132 mil budget, uh, made 414 million, and Logan, 127 mil budget, made 619 million in the box oh, office. Look at that! Uh, love to see it. In terms yeah. of critical reception, uh, Origins uh, a whopping 40 on Metacritic. The Wolverine 61 and Logan 77 on Metacritic. I mean, I, I think everybody listening to this knows the order that this trilogy goes in and and <laughs> I think we can all agree that that represents it pretty well, but... Pretty accurately, yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. Shall we get into the first film, X-Men Origins Wolverine? Yes, might as well get it out of the way. Yeah. Does this movie need a synopsis? Because I don't have one in front of me. Uh, Wolverine and his brother kill people for a long time and then his brother likes it too much and wolverine doesn't so now they will fight that's pretty much oh he becomes wolverine in that time and becomes the wolverine yeah yes yeah and deadpool (laughs) and deadpool oh shit will i will i am in a great starring role for some Mm -hmm. reason Dominic yeah. Monaghan has two Dude, scenes. Dominic like, Monaghan, what is up there? <laughs> one of the one of the worst Taylor Kitsch performances I've ever seen, and he's this given movie, some shockers in his this time. This movie ruined a bunch of things and nearly ruined more. Like, if you think <laughs> if this had been all we got of Deadpool was this film, oh, which, what a tragedy that would be. Which it was yeah. for eleven years. I know. For nine years. Nine years. Oh. Yeah, it's God. pretty. It's, it is crazy to think that there was a Deadpool before we got Deadpool, and it was this, right? Yes. It was, yeah. It was, and it was this Ryan Reynolds, like it was this quote unquote knock with the mouth. I'm like, oh my god, talk about <laughs> that, just a friggin' like. Talk, this is how you ruin things. This movie. This is how you ruin characters. This is how you ruin origin stories. This is how you ruin plot. David Benioff, you are a curse on this world. Man. <laughs> Yeah, so it's worth, worth worth noting for those who aren't in the know, David Benioff is one half of the showrunners of Game of Thrones who famously took the most profitable and interesting property in all of TV and turned it into a show that nobody even wants to rewatch anymore. No. They totally spoiled that show. Um, I feel like they've been kind of shunned out of all work. Like that it's amazing. Star Wars project in the works and it's dead in the water, not never to be heard of again. I don't, I, I don't know where they're at now. Hopefully they're flying no. burgers somewhere because... It's, it's, it's great. They had like a TV series that's that was going to happen. Let's go, no, let's hate no, on no, them. No, let's no, hate no, on let's them. let's hate on them because they they ruined Game of Thrones. Like truly. They truly. also made Game of Thrones. Like they also made the good parts. I know it's from it's George R. R. Martin there that's the good, but they you're, still... You're going to get hate mail for this. I know. <laughs> I'm already cancelled. Those three, I'm, those three, I'm replaced those three on listeners? the next podcast. We've lost one of them. Oh, I'm sorry. But, yeah, any, anyway, I'm not going to defend them. If well, I mean, when I saw his name name attached to this, I'm like, oh, yeah, this makes Here we a lot go. of sense. <laughs> it was, I had the same thought. I saw that opening credit. I was like, oh, okay, it all, I understand, yeah. <laughs> it all matches up. I, I felt, yeah. 
Does, um, do you guys do you guys like like I feel like it would have been a cool idea to see Wolverine throughout history, right? Like see him fight in all these wars, see all these things happen to him over time, and yet what we get is a montage, and that's probably all we will, or that is all we'll ever get now. I mean, I like the opening. Like I do like that montage, as cheesy as some stuff is hmm. in it. But I love the idea of that montage and like that thing back to this movie, that was one of the main things I remembered all these years later. Like I, I was like, oh, I really like that opening montage, how it shows them throughout history um, and being there for these important like wars and battles and all that sort of stuff. That yeah. would be a dope origins film, <laughs> like Wolverine, like his life up to this point, like going through that. But um, mm. still the montage itself is quite cool. I like it. So. It's cool. It's just it's a better idea than the whole rest of this movie, in my opinion. That's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it. I remember it's kind of like it comes up on every list of like you know great great film scenes in bad movies. I watch a lot of What Culture, and they always talk about this stuff. And the credits from this is always one of them, or you know like best credits. And, and I think it's a really great scene. Like it is the kind of standout part. And it's just it's a shame that within ten minutes you've seen the best part of the movie, and you've got an hour and a half to go. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's just it's fascinating how little they do with the idea of like this origin story, right? Turning to someone who's turning someone who's essentially invincible, convincing them to put this poison in your body. The stuff that what you can do, they're like Logan has always been a character that deserves character study, and we see that in the next two films. And just watching what they do here, where they're just like he was, I don't know, he was a merc, I guess, and he just. It's just the most hacky sort of like, oh, he had a he had a love and his wife is killed and that's his motivation. That's that's the lazy man's go-to character, right? Mm. It's like, I'm fighting for my dead wife. And that's what he does. He's like, I'm fighting for my dead wife. He's like, well, just do this dumb thing. And he gets his he gets his name from a legend that she just tells him one night. She's like, this means the Wolverine because the moon loved this person. He's like, that'll be my entire identity now. What the hell is that? This. Yeah. Um, it's so Conan- what did you think of the like the opening scene, the intro, like the old era where he's a kid and like he has the bone claws for the first time? I, another like great idea, terrible execution. It just feels really like everyone speaks with a really normal, like modern day American accent. <laughs> There's no sort of like, and it, just, it looks like they're playing dress ups. They're just kind of they've slapped together a house, like put on this put on this costume we found at the shop. And just talk, you know, you read these lines. It was America. You're American. So, oh, it's Canadians, actually. And it's like, speak with your American accent, though, in this in this 1700s Canada. It's like, yeah, no one will notice because who's paying to see these kind of movies? Idiots, apparently. <laughs> There's like the whole little subplot there of like his his father not being his father, really. And like, it's just like, was this any, any of this necessary? Like, I like the idea of him and Sabretooth being kids together. Like, makes sense. Mm. But... There's yeah. just, I don't know, this whole weird subplot of his father dying and not really well, being he, his father. And he, and he killed him. Like yeah. he, but he killed his real dad. But like, what's weird to me in like the guy that's not his real dad looks like Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Does, does anyone <laughs> else? He looks like Hugh Jackman, so he looks yeah. like his dad. And I was like, wait a minute, what? He's not his real father. This is this is weird. But yeah, it is a real like. It's kind of like the that scene from the room where. His mother-in-law's is like, I definitely have cancer, and we never hear of it again. Mm. It's kind of like that. It's like he's not my real father. Okay. Yeah. Any anywho, here's a story. Yeah. I just, let's just talk about CGI. I can't. Mm, I can't hold can, it anymore. Yeah. 
that scene in the mirror <laughs> yep. is genuinely one of the worst scenes of a film I've ever seen. It's it's awful. It's laughable. I laughed again this time. I remember even back when I was a, I don't know, it would have been like 15, 16 when I saw yep. this and thinking something's wrong. That's really bad. Yeah, that was that was yeah, at the time. So, like, what was what was happening here? Uh, I this is the thing. It's so funny because like I feel like this was the, the um what Grant has talked about the the mummy effect. I used to watch this on a portable DVD screen, and I've never <laughs> I never thought it was bad CGI. And I remember Grant mentioning the mirror scene once and mm. I was like what do you mean like it didn't look too bad and seeing it now on my OLED I was like oh god what is yeah. happening what is that like the tracking's off like they don't stick to his hands properly no, no. none of it's lit well there's a good uh, corridor crew reacts to this one like they, they break down what they did wrong it's just it's atrocious like it's really really bad and it's none like, of the other yeah. effects in this movie really stand like I like you know no. blow you away or anything like that but that one just no. stands out as one that they could have easily done well like you know, we've had the pros, you know, the, the the claws that you wear between your fingers, and it looks like they're coming out. Of you. Like they've done that before yeah. in the other movies. Why did they feel the need to go CGI here? Especially because it spends like a good solid thirty seconds just looking at them, mm, and he's yeah. looking at his claws, and so you, you've got nothing else to do but stare at it and just go, okay, the claws. So that's yeah, that's the one scene that should have had attention. Like the rest of it is all pretty generic. Like there's laser beams. You're right. You can get away with a lot in there, just cover it up in mm. explosions and whatnot, but. Ah, oh, I don't get the choice. I really don't. Um, what do you guys think of the opening, like the assault on that tower? I don't mind. I don't mind like the team of mercs. Yeah. Like, oh, they've all got their special abilities. Some of them are kind of dumb. Like, they don't really like. Why is Wade the guy that's got to go into that room and cut down all the bullets when? You know, like Wolverine's immune to them. Also, like, there's just you know what I mean. Like, there's just so many options here. Mary it's not, can it's, turn not, it's not like Ocean's off. Eleven where they all have their speciality and they can, only this guy can crawl through the vents and get into the safe. No, that's just like, I don't know. Let's yep. send Wade in because he's got his swords and he can cut the bullets in half. Yeah. That is pretty cool, cutting the bullets in half. It is cool. It is cool. Like, it is cool. Oh, don't get me wrong. And it splits and shoots the two people. That's it dope, man. so it's pretty dumb, dope. though. It does look it's dumb. Just, it's just Ryan Reynolds doing this, yeah. like dancing yeah. badly. It looks so. It looks so weird. Like I've said it before, but it's, it's, it's laziness is just what it, this film embodies laziness, right? It feels again that's a cool idea for an origin story. His his adventures with this team are mm-hmm. doing a whole thing, and his gradual like you know learning of humanity or disillusionment or something, and eventually why he gets this. But it's also done in ten minutes, and it's just like we need a cool raid scene. But you're right, Dominic, <laughs> Dominic turns up there. He's like, I can hear their radio chatter. It's like, a radio can hear radio chatter too. You don't you don't need a mutant for that. But it just I mean, sure. it just. It, it cracks me up so much that like they've all got these powers and they're like, you know, I'll, I'll call him Mary this whole time, but like Mary. And he's just like, and just like land the plane. And he's like, okay. It's like a pilot could <laughs> do, do that. Yeah. We don't need a mutant to land a plane. And when like, the, fat, the, the fat guy sticks his arm in the tank. Oh, so yeah. what, what is his power? What is his power again? He's just, he's I a tank. I don't know. I don't know. He just, he's super strength. Um, then he just becomes really fat and he's, I also don't understand what his powers are. He's just he's he's um he's dating a gymnast. That's <laughs> Kevin Durant's a weird casting choice there. Um, and like again, I even have loved the. I like one thing I do like. I like the gradual sort of start of the, of the real story, right? Where Sabretooth is hunting them down, 
and you're seeing these washed up mutants. You're seeing Mary. He's working a carny show. He's doing light tricks, and it's like, yeah, yeah. how far, how far the mighty have fallen. And yeah, and Sabretooth is going one by one and picking them off. And there's something really interesting there. This idea of they're all struggling with their guilt, and they're all, you know, faded former shadows of what they once were. And like that's kind of. This, I don't know. There's just a really interesting idea there, like these guys who are almost. Some of them are waiting for death. Some of them are clinging to whatever. Like that. That's a cool story too. And like, X Men and, and Logan's like, I feel bad. My old team. I have to defend them. But again, that's not the story here. No. That's also done in ten minutes, and it's. That's the thing. I remember that too. Like one of the other main things I remember was the carnival scene and like him rocking up in his little trailer and like. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of scary. Just side point. He really could have done something better with his powers than just like a, a light bulb show at a carnival. Like he, yeah. he could have really done something with it. But um, there's that aspect to it, you know, and like him like being, oh, I thought I was expecting this. I thought Wade would have been the one that would have come for me to do this. Mm. But yeah, I do like that. But yeah, it is just, it's just, it's there to serve the greater plot. <laughs> it's not, not the plot itself, but... I mean, in that week, also get the uh, the boxing scene, which is slapstick Laugh. comedy for the whole family. Like, it's so Laughable. bad. Yeah, has it doesn't have a place in this movie. It's so it feels so out of place and weird. It feels like a scene from um, Austin Powers, honestly. Like, it feels yeah. like someone fighting fat bastard. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so stupid. You're right. That he's just like, what's it doing? He's just like, did you call me Blob? <laughs> When he says bub, it's like, yeah. oh, man. And Hugh Jackman just accidentally calling him fat. He's like, hey, fat. I mean, Fred. <laughs> it's just like the most basic humor. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. The fight makes no sense anyway. Like, he's hitting him and nothing's happening, but then it's just when he headbutts him. That's mm-hmm. like his arms have adamantium. But yeah. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be trying to nitpick this film. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's the guy with the power that he's really good with guns. He does the cool reloading. That, he is that his, yeah. Oh, reloads them. I hate That's, that so much. I hate that trope of like flipping magazine, flipping guns to load them. I'm like, it's just. It's hey, cool come sometimes. on. It's cool. Hey, come on. If you're going to, if you're going to compliment the way Arnie reloads his shotgun, exactly. you can't compliment. <laughs> no, because that's not, that's not so over the top that it's dumb. That's free. That's something you could, you could do if you practiced. You I don't flick, think so. No, I you, think you, you that's something you can do if you're a Terminator. It's totally something you can do. You just can't flip guns up and load magazines in them. I'm sure someone could. Sure, Agent anyway. Zero could. Can we talk about Gambit? Yeah, what a waste. Oh, man. I forget yeah. that he's in it. I yeah, always forget I, that he's in it. Gambit was always my favorite X-Men from he's the, the 90s cartoon. Like, he was yeah. so good in that. He, you know, he had a cool, his yes. cool Cajun accent. He was so mysterious, throwing cards. Like, that's just the coolest thing ever. Like, throwing yeah. playing cards as a weapon. And he's just so wasted here. I feel like it, it totally spoiled any chance of us ever getting a Gambit movie. Do you reckon that's? Do you reckon that this movie is responsible for that? Because that's kind of the big one that... It's weird they haven't made yet. Like they've made so many X Men films. It they almost haven't made Deadpool. It almost did it to yeah. Deadpool. It's yeah. There was there was that Channing Tatum movie for a while. Yeah, like it was it, around, but it was in development or you know, yeah, very early stages. But yeah, fell through. Yeah, he'll show up in the MCU. But like when? Because it is strange that we haven't received him yet. It's strange they haven't, that they haven't done anything with the X Men right. yet. So. But I mean, in this the general, the broader universe. I just, I, 
I can't figure out why he hasn't turned up at all. It's yeah. so strange to me. Yeah. I guess, like, well, I guess that is the testament to how bad this movie is. It's just, it's all the casting choices in this movie are whack. Like Taylor Kitsch is so so weird in it. He does yeah. a terrible. He does a terrible accent. He kind of has a bit of a look about him, but he's got no charisma. Like this. Just everyone in this. I mean, he doesn't have much to work with. That character is super weird in this movie. He's yeah. like he runs away from from Wolverine, and then he comes back to fight him, and then runs away again. He's I don't know. It's it yeah. shits me so much because I loved Gambit so much, yeah. and this is what we get. It's such a waste. It it is because the other one that's that I didn't realize it shocked me watching this is the the casting of his his love interest. So Lynn Collins plays Kyla Silverfox. She is just so bland like he's very sleepy yeah 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 her performance is yeah. so mute is so muted and just nothing and, and it was just it really stretched my my believability where it's like logan's supposed to love this woman and i i and i guess what she's been drugging him or something or just she can play mind tricks or something i don't know i kind of felt she has a, she has a real bit power her. of some sort but it yeah it was real for Every, yeah, no one is cast well in this movie. It's I um I do enjoy just lumberjack Wolverine though. Yeah, just living in the mountains, chopping firewood, having living his life. It's I don't know. It's Wolverine's whole mo of like disappearing into the wilderness is it. I don't know. It it's a little a little overdone. Maybe is my problem with it. I'm not sure what my problem with it is it, but it bothers me a little bit that he's just forever trying to. Leave civilization. How many times very, does he have to learn this lesson? You can't escape. Yeah, he keeps it getting shot in the head and forgetting it. Yeah, true. <laughs> I haven't thought of that yet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I prefer cage fighter. Yeah, to like definitely. that is cooler than just sitting there staring at over a hill. But you know, it's it's that stoic thing. It's the greatest cliche in the book. The, the stoic man runs up to the mountains and just lives a life of solitude. Um. What the scene that tripped me out when he's like sitting there about to have the adamantium put in him, like he's laying there, they've strapped him in and everything, and he says like he wants new dog tags made, and then they show the dog tags getting made, like full on, like press, put the new name, and then they're on him when he goes into the water, like <laughs> he's like, I want you to, and they're like, okay, stop, let's go print these dog tags, bring them back, put them on him. Now we'll continue the procedure. Like it's just like. It's, it's weird, just for the effect of showing Wolverine being printed on a dog tag. Those like, gave him like plus one resistance to true to molten skeleton. True, true, true. Him, him coming out of the water after the adamantium low. What a, what a man. <laughs> Peak human specimen. Oh, I don't think anyone's disagreeing with the casting of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Like he's no, or just his general. Like body, yeah. <laughs> he is, oh, he holy is, crap! Character, like holy crap, he gets... and it gets more intense. Like the next one as well is just insane. Yeah. It's like it's... Logan in the end. It's like, oh my, how does a human being do that? Mm. Yeah. But I mean, if we're talking about scenes that are that make no sense, there's a lot of scenes of you know, <laughs> people scream, screaming in the sky, like the kid screams in the sky, Wolverine screams in the sky. <laughs> it just keeps happening. <laughs> there's obviously yeah. like, sorry, you go. No, no, finish your point. Also, it's also the most cliche, like walking away from explosion scene. I think twice like or the, three times. It's the one that's used in all the references now as well. Yep. <laughs> and then um 
oh, the part that I just that blew me away. Striker's like, I'm going to put adamantium in your body. It'll make you indestructible. As soon as he comes out with the adamantium skeleton, he's just like, kill him, shoot him with your guns. <laughs> like he's and he's like, get after and kill him. And then later on, someone comes up to him, like, you need to use adamantium bullets. And he's he's acting like he had no idea. I'm like, he he literally states that he's like, you'll be indestructible. And he's like, destroy him. If you're concerned no. about your experiment going wrong, wouldn't you have like adamantium bullets ready on hand or something? Like, Yeah, why does someone bring you a nice revolver in a box with that? It's like a souvenir. Oh. It's all for the the look. It's just it's, to look cool. Um, it's more, more dumb scenes. Uh, jumping the motorbike into the helicopter. Cutting the blades. It's that really is dumb. a cool scene. That's nah, no, nah, it's so dumb. Looks so stupid. Uh, where he yeah. cuts down the fire escape as I think it's Gambit is climbing. Oh, up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it looks so bad. It does. It looks Again, super bad. Terrible CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the two old people? The encounters. Oh, the, his, his parents, surrogates. Yeah, they give him a jacket I and a motorbike. I feel so bad for them because he totally destroyed their bathroom. That's like 20 grand worth of damage there. Bathrooms they, are expensive, And then they get man. shot. And then they <laughs> and die. Then they, and then kills. So it's okay, though. They, can't, yeah. they don't have to worry about it because they're dead. And he rides the motorbike out of the explosion when the barn yeah. explodes. That's mm. like... um, The music in this, like, not many people will get this, but, like, the music in this gives me so much nostalgia because... Uh, Harry Gregson Williams did the score for this and he did Metal Gear Solid 4 and it's just it sounds so much like Metal Gear Solid to me I'm just like oh man it's the exact same it's like you put them two (laughs) soundtracks next to each other they came out a year apart I'm like he just redid the soundtrack (laughs) he's just reused it like it's insane Um, oh gosh Cyclops shows up yeah weird weird cameo yeah the cameos are weird at the end just to have him as a cameo I guess they were really like. Because what film comes after this in the actual chronology? In the X Men chronology, this yeah, is, it's just X Men, isn't it? The first class. Is it? So yeah, first I class. Think so. No, is it first class or is it the original X Men? Not first class. Sorry, just the original X Men movie. Yeah. Okay, so oh, class? you mean timeline wise? Yeah. 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 No, so it'd have to be first class. First class, oh, it, first class is a different is universe, messed up, though. Because yeah. Charles is young, yeah, but he's walking in this one at the end with a helicopter. True, true, true. Which that is horrible CGI when all the kids yes. are running, and it's literally like, oh, oh yeah, wait, oh, yeah, Charles shows up in this. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's so it's between it's between that trilogy and the new trilogy, even though the timeline is a total mess. Yeah, so it is. Bef- so it's after first class, though. Yeah, so it's yeah. before the original. Okay, it's. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and yeah, the other thing is, there's a lot of slow mo in this film. Like, I don't know if this. I don't know if this is the peak time when slow mo is really being used a lot. It's just. I don't know, just as a, as a way to make things look cool by being like, look at him swing his blades, but. Uh, it's, it, it's. It feels like it's age, really. Yeah, real bad. Do you guys like Sabretooth? I like Leah Schreiber as a person. Yeah, same. <laughs> Do you like him as this character? No. <laughs> he's just he's so very boring. Yes. Yeah. Super one note. What we touched on earlier, like him hunting them down, I think he plays that cool and I think he's intimidating. Him, yes, he's, he's a frightening him, looking dude. Him killing Will I Am by grabbing his spine and being like, didn't think you had one. <laughs> Come on, that's pretty. <laughs> oh, that was pretty funny. Uh, Will I Am. I don't know why he's there. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, he, 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 dang, that's cool. 
<laughs> Such a weird cast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I feel bad for... We have, like, this being your only sort of, you know, like, Marvel broader form. And, like, when you think about him as Sabretooth versus the original guy who played Sabretooth, he was just, like, the, the knockoff Chad Kroger. Like, Lea Schreiber is, is much, much better. Actual actor. Yeah. It's, it would have yeah. been nice to see him get some proper material, but we probably never will now. Partially because no. he's probably way too old. How did you guys I hate this movie so much. Yeah, it's so bad. How did you guys feel about the return of Wade with his with his mouth all sewn up and weapon weapon X? Do they call him? Is that what it is? It's so yeah. stupid. Yeah. I love how I love how they have to type a command into a computer to get him to do stuff. It's like, what is with that? What, a, <laughs> so what, a, what an elite! What a, oh shit! The power went out. He, he doesn't, doesn't know what to do. I mistyped kill. I said Clill. It's <laughs> like he just doesn't. He just sits there like. Uh, that whole fight scene is just awful too. Just the the weird like he's flashing back and forth. He's just kicking them one one at a time, and they're like doing this sped up like get ah. It's, just, it's so weird. This dude who has like all these powers, and he can clearly just I, I don't know. He can teleport and punch them. He can't just cut them in half. He can't just slice their heads off. It's, adamantium. It's but he's got adamantium. I know, but. It's so funny because back in the day, I didn't even realize like how his eyes go that, that the black shaped when he shoots the lasers. That's his look of Deadpool with the little black yeah, diamond over the, his the, eyes. Yeah, the mask. Uh, it's horrible. Um, what trips me out like when Wolverine finds out that he was played, and he, they're in the room, and he's like tell, saying that he's created this mutant killer, like this ultimate thing, and Wolverine just goes to leave, like he's like, oh damn it, like and walks away, and like. Okay, you guys do that. Be, create your mutant killer, whatever. Then he hears her screaming because Leaf Shriver's going to kill her. He yes. shows up back in the room on the other side of the room that he left from, <laughs> like behind them where there's no door, in a single little, like he's taking his jacket off just to be like, <sighs> like yelling. It's just like, it's why is he there? How did he get there behind them? <laughs> I didn't even notice that. It's just, so he walks out that way. And then he shows up over here, like just to, for the dramatic running. It's just like I don't know. I'm telling you, no one turned up to this movie caring except Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I think he was. I think Hugh Jackman really believes in the character, and you can tell like he just he loves Wolverine and what he means. But yeah. no one else cared in this job. Everyone just turned off for a payday. But yeah, Deadpool is freaking ridiculous. Like it's atrocious in this film. Like it's so bad what they did to Deadpool. If I'm this so, was it, I'm so glad Ryan Reynolds stuck it out and had an interest in continuing this character. Oh, because that, I mean, Deadpool will forever be Ryan Reynolds now. Yeah, that's just, yeah, like, yeah. just like Wolverine is Hugh Jackman. Because that's the story, right? Ryan Reynolds played this movie because he wanted to be Deadpool eventually, and he had to do this to eventually get cast as proper Deadpool or something. Yeah, yeah, you got to admire that. Like, I'm, I'm not a big Ryan Reynolds fan because I think he is he plays Ryan Reynolds, but. I admire a guy who, who, yeah, who who makes this sacrifice because he believes in something. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on from this smouldering dumpster fire? Um, please. Just one last note: the love interest, her saying "I'm so cold" is like one of the worst acting things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the way she says it, it's yeah. Just, and she's outside. Like <laughs> she, le- her sister leaves her because she's bleeding out, and like then it's a whole thing of Cyclops trying to show them how to get out of the facility. Then she's outside anyway. Like, just 
once the tump, the, the tower crumbles, she's just outside there for Wolverine to see her, and she's just like, "I'm so cold." <laughs> it's like, okay, Man. oh, bad, bad film. Um, I'd never seen the post credits before of Deadpool's head becoming animated and his mouth is open again and he just says shush very weird I was not expecting a post credit scene it scared the shit out of me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, it was strange alright the Wolverine Wolverine comes to Japan to meet an old friend whose life he saved many years ago and gets embroiled in a conspiracy involving Yakuza and mutants now when I said Rush Hour was boring movies this is a no. boring movie. I, really? Yeah, I fell asleep Come in this movie. On. I did not enjoy this movie at all. It's not a bad movie. Like, X-Men Origins is noticeable because it's bad. Wolverine is just boring, in my opinion. The Wolverine is just boring. Wow. I love the first half of this movie. Like, I don't love it. That's a strong word. I enjoy the first half of this What's movie. What's appealing about it? I like the setting. I think it's really interesting to be in japan like and have samurai and all this stuff with like a marvel property like i don't know it's there's something unique about it um i like the whole aspect that first of all it goes into what we talked about the first one like the hiroshima opening with like the bomb being dropped that's a really cool opening. scene yeah. um i i just yeah i don't know I, I i i mean the whole opening as well before he gets there him just out in the wilderness with his long hair, friends with a bear. These dudes kill a bear and he... It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I like it, though. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm partial to that that trope of, you know, bullies in a bar and the lone guy in the bar beats all them all. Like, every yeah. every every tough guy movie does it, and I always enjoy them. And... Why is he friends with a bear, though? Because he's also an animal. A bear. This, like this whole film was... Living a... in a cave. I know. It's, I get it. But... It's the duality of, of man and beast. <laughs> All right. I, I just this movie's this movie is not terrible. <clears throat> I think it's. I remember really think, looking thinking back and like that movie's bad. I hate. I don't like it. I watched it again. I'm like it's not as bad as I remember. I think it's one of those examples of like it's it's it suffers from two. It's got two identities. Half of it is your generic Marvel blockbuster, and like I was saying, the whole history of superhero films. That's what they were making during this time, and that's why you've got the whole third act where. He's fighting a like a samurai robot or something. So stupid. And it's just the worst scene. And it, it, there's a lot of time devoted to it. It's really bad, and all that sucks. And you yep. can tell. And, and the, the movie's PG thirteen, so there's no violent, there's no blood in any of this. It's all pretty toned down and safe. And all that really sucks. But I feel like the other half of the movie, you can feel Mangold there trying to explore the character a bit, trying to sort of study this guy idea of you know this. This reluctant hero, what it means, the whole and like with you, like I like the idea of the whole samurai code and Logan's sort of being that way. Like, you know, he he's a Ronin and he's got this master and he's he has a loyalty to something. He is a hero, even though he never wants to be. It's this whole idea of like he's defined by his warrior nature. All that stuff's really interesting, I think. It's just you can i I really felt watching it, I'm like, this is Mangold trying to make a movie and he's just got shackles on and he's got to do so much stuff. And then it's got some cool, like, the other thing I liked about it, it's got some really good standout moments, like visuals. It's got the um, the silhouette fight with this in the in the dude's, um, I don't know what they're called. Pagoda's not the right word. But it's, it's at night and it's kind of got a like, blue light coming in and it's very sort of silhouetted and shadowy. Yep. That's a cool scene. The whole funeral's pretty cool. 
the um the escape and the shootout. How about the bullet but, train? Bullet train fight. Yeah, bullet. Uh, actually, I didn't, love it. I didn't love it. It was in every promo for so long. I feel like, and it was like this is the first time I saw this movie. By the way, I hadn't seen this movie before. Oh. Yeah. and it was like not that great. It was okay. The yeah, bullet I didn't, train I scene. Didn't, I didn't love he, it. Him making the guy jump. Like by mimicking that he's going, that something's <laughs> popping up and he makes him jump into a sign. It's funny. I, here's the thing. I like the the whole funeral scene. Um, I like some a lot of the fight choreography in this. Mm-hmm. I don't like the third act with the big adamantium samurai. I don't no. like that. Um, so bad. The, the turn this movie takes in the third act is atrocious. Yep. Yeah, really, yeah, I probably agree. I've I've only watched this movie the once before this, and that was in the cinema when it first came out. And I've just had this memory since then now for like nine years or whatever of just like, I didn't like the end, like the third act is pretty weak. Um, But I remember enjoying the rest of it. I don't know. It's like you have Logan being all moody on a balcony in the rain with neon lights on him, man. That's dope. Blade Runner vibes. It's cool. It's Um, got some great visual identity. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know, man, his funeral attire is dope. I want that for when I go to a funeral. <laughs> he looks great. I, looks I, dig, like a... I dig the shorter Wolverine hair too. It doesn't look as ridiculous. Like it looks all nice and neat and short. Speaking, but... speaking of Wolverine hair, so at the start, he gets hit by the Hiroshima bomb. Oh, his hair grows. I knew you were going to say this. He loses all his hair and then it like inststantly grows back. How does this man keep his hair any kind of length? What's going exact on here? Same thought. Yeah, what... Like when he gets a haircut, does it be like, oh, he needs to heal and it grows it back? It just grows it. Does it just grow that exact length? And how does he have the longer hair at the start? How does he have a beard in the next movie? I I went down the same train of thought after his hair <laughs> yeah. grew back like that. And I was like, oh, wait. The only theory is he just gets shorter and shorter as he gets older, right? That's why old man Logan, he's got like, it's not super, super short, but it's still very short. So eventually he just runs out of hair altogether. That's That's the only logical explanation. He should have just been bald after that. Yeah. Then they could have avoided all these issues. Old Logan's terrible, though. Yeah, but he also got hit by an atomic bomb. So what are you going to do? That that visual is pretty like, holy yeah. crap. Um, What do you think of the poison snake lady? She's awful. Terrible. Another exit. Yeah, just again, really miscast. I felt like just nothing. And she's meant to be really evil and like scary. And she's just yeah. rubbish. And. Like the whole, the the plot of this film doesn't make sense really. It's what it, his old friend convinces him to come back, say saying goodbye. I, I want to thank you and say goodbye. But he actually wants to steal his powers. Yep. But his granddaughter is going to inherit a company, and she is going to do good with that. But she's also a mutant. And the other girl is like trying to def. Like it, it, I'm explaining it wrong. And I, it's really he has, good. he has nightmares of Jean Grey. Constantly throughout Which the movie. Which I kind of, I like. I like that. But it, may, it also makes me raise, what what year is this set? This is after Last Stand? X-Men 3, yes. Because she's dead. Okay. Um. Anyway. He's dreaming as if they had like a really close relationship though. Are they, I don't feel like they ever did. Not in the X-Men we saw, right? Like, it was obviously was he loved her, but there were, she was always with Cyclops and then she turned evil. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, were never, they were never sleeping together. I don't think. Unless 
Well, this is, I mean, I guess Wolverine having sex dreams about Jean Grey is probably on point. I don't know. Maybe that's normal. <laughs> she's she's in the afterlife. Like, what the hell, man? We weren't even that close. Like, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. It's like get oh, over oh. me. I'm with Cyclops now. <laughs> all of his romances, just like all the movies he's in, where even because the romance in this with um Scarlet Samurai, yeah. I think the name is, is really sort of hacky and forced. I feel like there's no chemistry there. There's no real reason for them to fall in love. It's it feels really unnecessary. Like it yeah. feels like oh, we need to give him a love interest. Let's yeah, just make her the to, love interest. Yep, yep, yeah. What um, what, what cracks me up so much is Wolverine lecturing her fiance for cheating on her when he was just banging her the night before and then he walks in on the guy her fiance and he's just like oh real stand-up guy you are aren't you no but she's upset you know he's he's an asshole she's nice it's it's cool yeah no i know and he goes to throw him off the balcony doesn't know the support that's kind of funny how do you feel about like the whole trope of stripping him of his powers like stripping him of his healing factor I prefer the way it's done in the next one. Oh, totally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, cool concepts. I just think it's always weak to, it's always weaker to strip a superhero of their powers rather than find a creative way around them. Like kryptonite is the laziest way to defeat Superman. For sure. And stripping, you know, stripping Wolverine of his adamantium is pretty shit too. I mean, it's obvious healing factor. is pretty shit too. I think it it works again. The idea of the movie Mangold wants to make the character study, like what who is Wolverine, or who is Logan without his powers? Yeah. And I th- there's hints at it that are cool. And this idea of once he comes away and he's he's not unstoppable. It's you know really who is this person? And I guess since that whole philosophy of what is a hero, someone who makes choices even though it'll hurt themselves. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Because that's kind of his whole thing, where he's he's the hero because he it's just easy to be. Because you can just take a bullet and rescue a dame, and it's it's fascinating when you go, okay, what if he can't heal though? What will he do there? So I think his his whole character really lends itself to that dilemma of not having any powers, but yeah, just um, you know, it's kind of again, it's kind of tacked on because the plot of this movie is really nonsensical. Yeah, I mean, what's your what's your creative way of getting around his powers though? Adamantium well, I mean, bullets. They do, it, they do it in other places. There is the adamantium bullets. There is uh, Magneto. Being yeah, able to totally, you know, cripple him. Really, he's just like that's his kill switch. It's like Magneto wins every time. Yeah, dude. yeah. It, it should be like Spider-Man too. He just has web block, just has an adamantium block. Well, that, I guess threat. the other way they they handle that in superhero movies is to to put his damsel in distress in danger, or put put the public in danger and make them have to save him. Mm. Mm. Um, what was I going to say? I'd. I do just laugh every time that scene where he's digging to get the thing off his heart and she's like freaking out and he's just like, you're not going to want to watch this part and just starts digging into his chest even further. It's pretty baller. Yeah, it is. <laughs> taking, taking, like, doing open heart surgery on yourself. With your bare hands. Oh. Yeah, yeah um, I'm just looking at some of the, like we're talking about how ripped he is in this film. Before, so before like, big scenes or his shirtless things he would use a dehydration technique so he would not consume any liquid for like 36 hours yeah that's it's pretty we, common in like bodybuilding and yeah stuff like it, that. but it's just you think about like i do it know, before the podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame it's cold 
No, yeah, it's just it's crazy. Like you think about the abuse these guys put their body through, and you can totally feel that in this. <laughs> just how horrible it must have been. But ah, oh, looks so good. Yeah. Um, I always forget this is the one with the whole Magneto and Charles post credit. I feel like this was a popular post credit scene of them coming back because this is after. Like this I is. Didn't watch, I didn't watch any of the post credits. What's the what happens in this one? This is when he's in an airport, and um. Magneto shows up behind him and stops him. And then everyone else in the room freezes and Charles comes wheeling out for like 10 seconds. And the whole thing is because we haven't seen them since X-Men 3 at this point when they both died. And we'd gotten first class at this point too. So people were like, what the hell? And then that led into Days of Future Past after that. But Uh, right, of course. Man, the post-credit scenes really don't work outside of the context. No. No. Anyway. Yeah. All right. It has nothing to do with the movie itself. Should we it's move weird. on to the movie we all actually want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, Logan. Wolverine is old. He's trying to save a girl. Sorry, I don't have a synopsis up again. Last of Us. The movie. Yeah, The you Last of Us the look, movie. Logan is caring for an aging Charles in New Mexico. With an albino. Make, yeah, with an albino mutant trying to make a living. And he has to save his daughter. His his it is actually his biological daughter. Yeah, um, technically, like one of you know one of the last mutants. He has to take her away and save her. And in a future co- where mutants are nearly extinct, an elderly and weary Logan leads a quiet life. But when Laura, a mutant child pursued by scientists, comes to him for help, he must get her to safety. Um, I like mine better. Yeah, you know yours yeah. is better. And I wouldn't say Logan leads a quiet life, having to deal with. I would David say the opening scene, him getting shot scene. with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Like, the dude's pretty busy. He's going to hospitals. He's driving in. He's like one night of sleep when he almost gets killed by Xavier's. No. I was a believer in this movie before it came out. I remember seeing the trailer. I remember seeing everything. I was like, this is going to be dope. And I remember talking yep. to people who were like, uh, is it though? We haven't had a great run. I was like, nah, you got to believe. Just the. Dude, I believed. The, the visual, like even the cover, or is this a, is this like an orange silhouette? Yeah. I was like, no, nah, this, this is it. This film has identity, and that's yeah. what it's got. This film knows yeah. what it is, and ho- holy crap, it does a good job. I think it. I this movie is awesome. I love this it film, is. especially after watching the last two, mm-hmm. <laughs> like right before it. It's like holy jump up, Batman. Yeah. Um, easily <laughs> the best best X Men movie, like by far. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of it's not really an X Men film though, right? It's it no. really is just a just a film about him, and you've yeah. got Xavier, but that's it. It's yeah, it's I, I kept getting taken aback watching it. Where I was like, oh yeah, this is in the the universe because it is so stripped back. All you have is the unspoken history. You have two references to, or like one reference to the Westchester incident. And that's it. The rest of it is just no. This is just a, this is just a character study about Logan and his dad and his daughter. His samurai swords on the wall. That's the yeah. only reference that, to that movie. That shot is so good as well. Like in this shitty old shack. Shed. Yep. Yeah. He's just got his sword there. I'm like, oh man, it's just really good. Like, like you know, really good direction writing. Like this, that tells you all what you need to know. Yeah. The opening like three minutes of this movie 
show the violence that we should have had Wolverine been doing this entire time. Like it's yep. straight out of the gate. You're like, oh, okay, that's that's what it would be like to be scratched with these indestructible claws. Like yeah. your face yeah. would rip off. Like, like <laughs> yeah. it's brutal, yeah, limb, man. Limbs, limbs getting sliced. Flying off. Like it's nuts. It's uh, that opening scene of just because he's getting the shit beat out of him too, like yeah. kicking the head and it's affecting him. And he's just like swinging his way out of there and killing people, yeah. trying not to get the car damaged because he cares more about it. He's diving in front <laughs> he's of him. He, he takes a bullet. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's that great visual where his claws only sort of half come out. And he half yeah. comes out and slowly he's like, Ugh. And you get it, he's like, oh man, this is, a, this is a different Logan. We don't know. We haven't seen this before. He's not just the, the killing machine we know. But then he taps into his rage. And- yeah. And oh, I love it. Like, that's the thing. The whole thing of, like, the visual of the bullets slowly coming out of him too. Like, it looks painful. And he's, like, forcing the bullets out of him. Like, yeah. it's it's like, oh, God. It's not just, like, it quickly just heals over, like, all no. the other movies. It's like, yeah, he's he's going through some shit. It looks painful. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a great send-off for Logan and Xavier. Like, it's, mm. it's so good. Mm. It's perfect. I, I just... I wish we had more old superheroes. Like... Give me Iceman where he accidentally pees and freezes all his pipes and his house explodes. Or give me give me Storm who's creating hurricanes in her sleep. You know, I want more superheroes getting old and senile and dangerous. It's 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 so much fun in this movie. And you're right, like it being R-rated or MA, MA in Australia <clears throat> adds so much. And the fact that it did better numbers than the other movies. Give us more yeah. R-rated superhero films, please. Yep. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we get Joker a couple of years later. Yeah, and it just it makes a billion dollars. It's like, why were we not doing this before? Yeah, it, um, it really is just it. It really yeah it taps into that idea of like of who a superhero is, and what I was saying when the history of it, right? Like, we get to this point where we've seen so many superhero films, we've seen the big spectacle, and it just it always shocks me. Like, this movie has almost no action. The action it does has is very short and violent and really great, and then it's it's just these these three characters, four characters with if you include Caliban, but it's literally just yeah this this guy, just learning to learning to love a kid and making peace with his father who, you know is oh man tough. he's so good Charles in this film like, he is. like it's it's just crazy that a movie this good and this interesting and this exciting is a story so small. And that's that's all it is. It's just surviving. I'm like, that's I don't know. Like, I still feel like films need the hero films we got today need to learn the lessons that Logan taught us five years ago, right? That we don't need 16 cameos and throwbacks. We don't need the big battle scene at the end. We don't need a a setup for a future. It's like, no. If anything, we need finality. We need conclusion. Dude, correct me if I'm wrong, Griner. Like the budget for this was lower than X Men yeah, Origin. Like it was, it was lower than all of them. 100 and, 127 million compared to 150 in X Men Origins. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Nuts. Yeah, less less is more in a lot of cases. Like Joker, Joker proves that as well. Like it's it's yeah. a smaller movie than a lot of the other DC stuff, but it's it's a lot better than a lot of the DC movies too. With those sorts of characters. Like obviously, <laughs> if you have a character that's all CGI and doing unbelievable things. But if it's a dude just lopping people's limbs off, you don't need to go all expensive or Joker being who Joker is. Like it's mm, it doesn't yeah. require this massive budget and these smaller stories are better for it. But Xavier with dementia is like something that's amazing. Like it's a scary idea that this person 
can yeah. access everybody's minds like has dementia and like loses control it's like it's such a great concept it's that first scene of like opening the tank and he's in there rambling racing rambling. around on his electric mm. scooter yep he's like oh. he's like quoting tv ads and it makes you wonder like is he picking that up in there now or something like what's going yeah. on in his oh, head true. yeah he's just <clears throat> yep and it's just like yeah you feel so sorry for him and then him saying you leave me alone with that fucking albino (laughs) i just remember like losing it like oh i wasn't expecting this from like charles xavier no so yeah xavier's a bit of a bigot (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um yeah and then like obviously laura what a beast as well like her her fighting scenes are intense man the rage that Wolverine rage, where she just yep. she decapitates that dude, walks out with his head. I was like, Such "What's a... that she carrying?" I was like, "That's not his head." And then I was like, "Okay, it is his head." She just throws it. Oh it's, man, yeah, it's really she does good. a good job of being like the the feral <laughs> child too. Like, mm. just they do a good job. Like yes. she doesn't really speak, and she just has this look about her that she's just you know a bit disassociated. Yeah, that she's very damaged, I guess, in some ways. As yeah, much as yeah. she doesn't want to admit it, but Wolverine knows what's what lies in her future, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Boyd Holbrook, holy crap, he's good in this film. Yeah, my boy. I from love best, I love Boyd Holbrook so much from the Best Predator movie. Wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I. That's the thing. Like I said in the Predator podcast, I knew him from Logan. That's it. Yeah, but I really like him as this character. Like mm. he's like. He steals his scenes. I feel like whenever he's in it, I'm like, oh, I like him. I like this dude. It's a, it's that familiar thing, right? Like you sort of, he's this smug mercenary, but there's just something. <laughs> it's just a combination. I think he's a really good, he's a really solid character, but his performance, just his like smooth as butter voice, yeah, his his mannerisms, yeah. just his absolute confidence. Like he's just so he's Robot so fun arm. to watch. Yeah, like all of these are so great. His glasses, the cool glasses stuff. Like he's just great to watch. And like you've seen this guy a hundred times. But that's kind of what this movie is as well. This movie is all these familiar things, right? Because it's riffing on that energy of the Western. Like, it's, it's this movie's just a Western, basically. Yeah. And so it's really playing into that whole, here's a familiar tale that we all sort of know. And there's a, you know, like, it's fascinating sort of deconstruction here of American identity and how that's tied up with cinema, the inclusion of Shane as, like, a recurring motive in this film. Like, the myth of the West, the myth of mutants and, like, the outsider as an American. It's, there's a lot of interesting stuff here. I don't know if it fully lands with all of it, but there's still so much that just works here. It's like it wears its its inspirations on its sleeve, but it's just so genuine in what it's saying that like, it all works. It, yeah. Like all of it works for me. Yeah. Logan's Logan's like inner sickness. Like, you know, <laughs> there's obviously a physical thing wrong with him, but you know, there's also a lot of emotional things wrong with him. Like yeah. he, he's just yeah. yeah. Him He's coming to terms with it is yeah, it's so good. Oh, I wish, like, I wish so many more superheroes had this, this kind of send off. Like, give me the, and just oh, like that scene where he's with the doctor and he's, he's getting his his wounds checked out and he's just got these massive gashes and you can see yeah. all the scars on him. Like, just like really good, you know. This man's been through so much, yeah. and he's just he's defeated basically. Yeah. Um, just- yeah torn up um one thing i don't like about this film there's this part of this film i don't like and i remember not liking it when i watched it and still i think it's the worst part i really don't like this whole thing of 
she's filmed all this stuff on her phone, like all this exposition. And she's like filming the doctor having conversations through the door. Like, oh, we're going to put the kids down, blah, blah, blah. Like the nurse. Mm. Yeah. Just her filming all this, like this is what's happening here. Like this big facility would shut that shit down and not let her have a phone in there. But it's like all this perfectly stuff to explain. Oh, look, and here we're escaping. She's filming them all escaping, like with her phone. She's like, come on, kids, let's go. And like running with them and like watching it. It's just like what it, it takes me out of it every time. I'm just like, you're not filming this. Like you wouldn't yeah. be filming this. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Not necessary to really like. Does this movie really need those moments? Well, just show it in one flashback. Like she has a yeah. nightmare of escaping, or like you don't need her narrating it, being like, "This is her life, and this is she's had this happen to her." Like I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen what the kind of things that kids put on TikTok, man? And this is twenty twenty nine. Remember, so this is this is coming. Like, oh, I wouldn't true. Be... It's in the future. Everyone's filming everything. I love, I love how they said it in the future and there's just like these little touches of technology like his arm and the self-driving trucks. Yeah. yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. But it's not like flying cars or anything like that. Like it's yeah. just little touches and it just works so well. It's believable. It's yeah. easily believable yeah. stuff yeah. that could be seven years from now. Something that I, I didn't pick up on until this rewatch actually is the whole corn syrup thing. Yeah. Like I, I didn't realize that was why he was losing his powers, and I, I kind of wish it wasn't what? in there. What do you mean? So there's two parts. There. There's a part where the farmer, the farmer that they stay with, they talk about how everything's corn syrup. He's like, it's, they pump it in everything now. It's in all the stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. And there's another scene where the doctor, played by Richard E. Grant, talks about how they've been putting that chemical. That's that's why all the mutants are dead. Because they've been putting this chemical in the corn syrup, which is in everything, which strips the powers mm-hmm. down, and that's how it's happened. That's it's not just like they've died out naturally; they've actually like been. He, he talk, out, like, he, yeah, he, he gives the whole thing about it's gone away of polio. We've done it this way, and I've like I think I've seen this movie four times now, and I've only just picked up on it. And next, oh, that's how they do it. It wasn't just mutants mm-hmm. are dying naturally, or they've hunted them down. It's this really interesting, insidious idea. You pointed out to like, me. Yeah, I, I totally didn't, oh, there you didn't go. make that connection there until now. This is this fascinating view, again, of looking at like a contemporary society, right, where the obesity epidemic and corn syrup is really bad for you, blah, 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 and just leaning into a bit more, like, oh, they use this interesting thing that we as a society just take and they, they add this interesting subtext to it that's a criticism of it. I'm like, ah, it's nice. Like, at the same time, I can't, it's, almost, it's almost too perfect as a way to be like, that's why they're dead. But if no one if no one noticed it, it's a believable, <laughs> then we're all, then it's a believable way. Um, the the casino scene where everyone slowed down and he's like the slow mo kills, They're brutal. The dude's like looking at him like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and the kills are brutal. And he's just they like sticks really in his face, and it's just like, oh god. Yeah. Um, Xavier Sainz, sorry. To everyone when they're leaving the casino, yeah. everyone's really? on the ground like vomiting. He's like, "I'm so sorry." Really powerful, like yeah. Again, holy crap, Patrick Stewart! What a one of the greats, right? Yeah, like when he's in bed talking about his perfect night, and then he starts like talking about that the incident. Yeah, like it's, heartbreaking, and then he dies. Like, oh. it, it really is every scene with him in it. Like he he's a he's remarkable in this movie. So you feel the emotion, and it's got that real sense of. You know, we've seen him in all these movies. He's like an older actor. It's like we're talking about a Top Gun where you get this these legacy performances where you feel like there's subtext there. 
And even though it's not very overt, it's like just having Patrick Stewart deliver this emotional stuff. I'm like, there's something yeah. more to it by having this this titan of the of the business. But I mean, it almost feels like it, you know, well, we talked about this in the X Men movies, but like Charles Xavier should be below Patrick Stewart as a performer. Like, yep, yeah, like you know, he's this this renowned stage actor, had huge parts throughout history, been acting for a very long time, and then to to bring this kind of performance to this character, yeah, um, yeah, it's outstanding. Yep. I love the dinner scene with with them all, like sort of as a family together. It's like the first laughter you ever hear. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, it's a it's a good bonding moment, and like what you said, Grunner, that scene of him in the bed, like saying like he doesn't deserve that the happiness, and then to have like like be killed by Wolverine, like he, he thinks it's like he turns he's like Logan, and just to get this ah in the chest, it's brutal. How do you guys feel about the the Logan clone? I love it. Really? Yeah. Because what a beast, man. To like have old man Logan throughout this whole movie and then to have Hugh Jackman, like short buzzed hair, Wolverine, and showing what peak prime like mm. Wolverine is, make it made me go like, oh, shit, he could still do it. Man, let's just bring Wolverine into the MCU now. Look at him. He's a beast. Yeah. And seeing like this is him in his prime compared to him as old man Logan. I don't know. I really like it. And it's, yeah. I yeah, like Gr- Grunner, you don't like it. I don't know. It just felt a bit, I don't know. It felt kind of cheap to me. I don't know why. I don't. I guess the bad guy doesn't matter too much to me in these movies. Like, I don't know. It's, it, it can be just a nebulous force coming for them. It's more about the, you know, it's more about Logan and his dad and his daughter. It feels that way, right? Because Boyd Holbrook is technically the villain. Yeah. But he's, he's kind of not the, you're right. He's not, he doesn't feel like the main antagonist. It's like, no, he's not. It's like time, right? Time and, and history and, yeah, the broader cosmic forces are what his real villain. I love it. I think having him as a, I think it's, a, it's that perfect sort of, it's a bit on the nose, but it's that perfect idea of he's, you know, Logan's inner turmoil is against yeah. himself. And it's like, yep. it's, it's all of his worst parts that are causing his problems. Like that's, it, it, it feels kind of, it can be a bit hacky. And if it was handled worse, I think it would feel really bad having that like, it's like in video games where you first shadow yourself and yeah. it's like, yeah. you must overcome yourself. Okay, we get the metaphor, but yeah, like it just, yeah. it just fits so well with his having the whole, his DNA is taken, he's the perfect mutant. And so here's him and here's his worst parts. And it's, it's just this, Unstoppable force hacking farmers apart. <laughs> that where it kills it. It just kills the Dude. old farm. The um, you know, yeah. the, the Texan, whatever. I don't know what he is. It's great. That's that. That's the thing. Like, I feel like the fact that they've just they've got his DNA. They've made him this, and they're they're just using him as this animal that's just there to kill. Like, he doesn't talk. Like, yeah. If we had him making some snide comment about, oh man, you look old. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that would have been really on shit. the nose. That's yeah. shit. But like what we get of just this beast that they've created, pure genetic. Um like it's so brutal the fact that he kills that whole family. Like he kills that whole family. It's just yeah. like yeah. oh shit. He just murdered them all, the son, everyone. And like, yeah, the farmers all rock up with their shotguns and he just murders them all, like brutally. The dad's still um, alive at the end, isn't he? Which maybe makes it worse. Like Yeah, he dies. Has... He actually died? Yeah, because he has, he crashes the car into Wolverine. Because he has that great scene. He comes out and he goes to shoot Logan, and the gun to. the gun runs out of bullets and he dies. There. It's this it's this really fascinating moment, right? Where 
he still, even after everything that's happened, he he hates Logan. And like, you sort of see it there. They were friends. They had fun. But there's this weird sense of like, Logan is such an outsider that even this guy tries to kill him because Logan's brought all this chaos. He's, he's got the family killed. Yeah. It's it's a really cool moment. And then, he, I mean, it's cheesy that he just then dies. I and mean, he, drop- he got stabbed in the chest by... Thing but yeah. it's it's kind of stupid that he can somehow get in the car, drive into Weapon X. <laughs> it's his last yeah. defiant thing. But yeah, yeah. it's it, I, it's fine. Yeah. I love that scene too because like he pulls that trigger, and you can almost see like Logan being like heartbroken of it. Like I'm not mm. monster. He's just trying to he's just trying to shoot me too. Like I'm a monster, yeah. just like that dude. Like exactly, exactly. It's like what, you what did me, I do, man? But he's you just see, like, you see me the same as you see quite young me, and it's like, oh, that's rough. Yeah. And like the whole time he's like, no, we've got to keep moving. You know, this is not going to be good. And everyone around me gets hurt. And then this happens. Yep. It's brutal. Charles is like, no, we'll stay here another night. Pish posh. It won't be a problem. <laughs> you stupid um, old bastard. I love, I do love Logan telling him, like Charles, like when he's carrying him, he's like, it wasn't me. Like, yeah. he's like, really, like, I need you to know, like, it wasn't mm. me. Like, it's heartbreaking to him to think that this is what um, Xavier thought happened to him or whatever. But, yeah. Um, the scene of them in the car where she f- talks for the first time in the whole movie. That's right. He's like, you can talk. He's like, what the F has this been for the last 2,000 miles? <laughs> she starts she was- And he's like, shut up, shut up. Shut up. Yeah, she starts yeah. talking. She starts talking about it. She's just like, shut up, shut up. Shut the F up. Like, she's like, <laughs> so aggravated. Like, and then she's like trying to convince me to go to this thing that he thinks is like a fantasy place because of the comics. And he's just like, I am effed up. He's like, I am not good. He looks like shit, man. He looks uh, purple. And he's like, yeah. he's like, I am so messed up. Please stop. I'm like, I can't do this shit. That is such a um, great job. Yeah. What do you, th- so what do you guys think of the whole, the inclusion of the X-Men comics? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Right. I think it's cool. Yeah. You like I mean, it? it makes sense. Like if you had this, Group of superheroes, people are gonna write fan fiction about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I guess. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like a real world send up, like something related. In- a bit hard. It's a bit hard. Yeah. yeah we writing, don't. We writing don't, fan we don't really fiction about it. Donald Trump as president or something like that. I'm we sure they exist. Comic book oh, I would definitely. I mean, I guess it's like watching movies about SWAT teams and stuff, and like yeah. But if you like, imagine there was like this one really good detective duo, and they're like, we're just making films about them. I don't. Know. But I mean, it'd be like as if there's these world-ending events and superheroed people with superpowers on yeah. our planet. You would write stories about them. I guess, yeah. Like if someone creates bloody thunderstorms with their eyes and shit, like you'd be like, damn. I'd be writing write a, a lot of, about that person. I'd be writing a lot of erotic fanfic about her. <laughs> um, I. I like the scene um, where, like, she shows him the adamantium bullet, like, you know, she found it on him. And he, like, goes to sort of say, like, oh, he's like, I've got it because of this. I've kept it because, like, you know, I was thinking of shooting myself with it. <laughs> he's just like, I'll be honest. That's why I've kept, that's why I've kept it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to shoot myself with it. Like, that's simple yeah. as that. Just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of, like, a lot of that. A lot of his character is just done through the, you know the eyes and stuff. Just he does. Yeah. There's so much dialogue. It's just kind of pointless exchanges, and he doesn't say anything. But it's just that great hold. This is this is Logan as a character. Like that scene where um she starts talking, and she's just yelling. He's like, 
She's like, you need to take me to eat. And he's like, you want to, you need me to take you? I'll take you there. And he just gets really angry. It's like, he's doing it to spider. Yeah. But there's obviously yeah. so much subtext there of like why he's doing it. I'm like, that's, that's cool. That's what you want. You don't want him being like, maybe it is there. Maybe there is a chance for me. And then he drives no, off. No, he's car. just like, I'm going to teach you a lesson, kid. Yeah. You're going to learn a harsh lesson of reality. <laughs> for two days straight out of spite. Yeah. That'll learn you. Yep. <laughs> Almost died doing it. She punches him in the face when he's like yeah. saying how messed up he is. She just like punches him. It's what like, oh fun? god, such a vicious little kid. Um, what do you think of the climax of the film? The whole army and him injecting himself to have one last hurrah as Wolverine. I like it. It's good. I think. Like this it's movie so- doesn't. It doesn't have big action scenes, but this one works really well. Yeah. Um, and even seeing the kids use their powers is fun. Like I don't think it's too overdone or anything. The only one, the only thing I don't like is how they kill Lloyd Holbrook. There's like ten of them there, and it's like one's wrapping him in grass, one's zapping him. It's like I don't know, it just feels really weird. They're all there using their powers together in like a Captain Planet type scenario, which is to brutally murder this dude. Sadistic, yeah, yeah, just blow his head up or something. Show me some good. Um, that chick using her ice powers to freeze the dude's arm and then smash yeah. it. That's oh, brutal, that's good. man. Brutal, brutal, brutal. You're being a mercenary would suck. You go to work one day, you lose an arm. It's like oh, that's what it's just part of the job. Well, the superheroes, yeah. You hear Wolverine start yelling in the distance. You're like, oh shit! Here he comes. My last one. Yeah, it's it's really satisfying seeing, like, to see Hugh Jackman sprinting in the end. Hulk he's up got, again. Yeah, he's got the he's got the limp in the whole film, and yep. so to see him actually like just charging through the forest is so cool. It's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, that's where he just yeah. charges through the whole army and just slicing people up and then does the big great. dive into the last guy's yeah, yeah, dive. So good. Just, he, here's the one last hurrah before he, and then, spoiler alert, dies. As soon as it wears off, he's like flailing about. Like he's like got no energy. It's just like Jesus Christ. That's the only thing. That, that wears off in like 10 minutes. That's, that's a long, shitty. That's a really bad series. <laughs> yeah. he, he uses it up a lot. Yeah, he had to run a long distance, man. He was chasing cars and stuff. It was actually like six kilometers. He's just bolting through. <laughs> he wasted it all. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you think of his death? Beautiful man. Tree stump, really? No, it's good. I mean, as a former lumberjack, <laughs> he should be. What he should be prepared for this? <laughs> he should. He spots all threats around. He's like, ah, oh, tree stump. Avoid that. <laughs> No, it's it is brutal. I like the bullet being like you know it's nice and poetic. The bullet being used on Weapon X, yeah, yep, and that's a brutal kill too. Convenient that that, yeah. that bullet fits that revolver and that she knows how to load it and use it. But had had the same thought. Yeah, yeah. No, I think she's, I think it's American. <laughs> she's been to school. <laughs> they have training. Yeah, how else is she supposed to? Oh, anyway, let's go in dark places. Um, it's a good ending. It's it's a really, it's nice that he yeah he gets killed by himself. That's what they really nice. That, the final line is like, this is what it feels like. It's ah like, oh, yeah, that's because that's kind of yeah. what he's been entertaining this whole time, right? He's like wanting to die but never accepting it. And it's like there's something so I don't know. And then the final speech, the speech that she like where she quotes that Shane from speech is just really it's really powerful for some reason. Yeah, every time she says them, it's just funny because it's the exact. It's just taken from another movie. Like she says, the name of the person and everything. Like, it's, yeah, 
It's not like it, you know, as some poet, like it's sort of, she Does, just says a quote from the movie. She's literally quoting the film. Yeah. And I was like, there's something, I don't, it really works for me for some reason. I just, it does. Yeah. And then obviously she turns the cross into the X and it's like, ah, oh, it's great. Um, <laughs> then obviously there's the post credits where his hand pops up. It kind of ruins everything. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the best thing about this movie is there's no friggin' post credit yeah. scene. Yeah, just Johnny Cash. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's perfect. perfect. Like, is is the Johnny Cash Hurt trailer for Logan like one of the best trailers ever? Like, it suits this movie so much, that song. It's so good. I know it does. Yeah. I'm just so happy this movie turned out the way it did. Like, it could have gone down the path of the Wolverine and been after so, it. Yeah. Been yeah, been mad, but it just they really. I think I love it more because of just that it is. It turned out good. Like you could yeah. probably be more critical of this film, but just the fact that they did what they did with this sort of this IP and this character and a big budget superhero film that's amazing. So okay, so obviously, then how do you guys feel watching this? And then like obviously Xavier shows up in Doctor Strange in twenty twenty two. He's a different character. But does it? It doesn't diminish from diminish it, for me. it at no, all. Not at all. Not for me. What if we see Wolverine again as a young, not young, but like it's Hugh Jackman in prime Wolverine killing people? Does it diminish this film? If it works in context, it's fine by me. Because like part of watching Logan, it was this whole thing of like, oh, I've been watching him as Wolverine for twenty years, and yes. this is the end of that journey. Hugh I'm Jackman old, like Wolverine. Logan. And <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, Marvel has held nothing sacred for the past 10 years. How many times have we seen a reanimated corpse of Stan Lee rock up and be like, it's me, the guy who died? We actually haven't yet. Come on now. We're not Star Wars. Have we really not? Have they already done it? No, he hasn't shown up as... Well, they are. They they made that contract where it's like they can use his likeness as much as they want. I think nobody wants that, though. He'll be appearing in every single Marvel film coming up. Make no mistake. Show up in Doctor Strange. Yeah, but that's because that was before the deal was made. I guarantee, I guarantee you, guarantee anyway, you that he anyway. Be. But his anyway. Marvel holds nothing sacred, and they will have them appear. And I think it sucks. Do you think? Do you think Hugh Jackman shows up in MCU? God, I, I don't think not. Hugh Jackman does it. I don't think Hugh Jackman does it. I think he's done. No. I hope not. He's, I hope that's this is the end of Hugh. People Jackman. are saying yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Same. I'm, I'm with it, man. I'm yeah. for that. I wasn't. I am now. Why? Why he's now? Short. I what he's short, he's hairy, and he's he was in the Lost City, um, which he's in as a comedy role, but he's in there as a villain. And watching him in that, even though he's completely different than what Wolverine is, I saw the potential, and I'm like, no, yeah, I, I could do. He's this short little dude. He's aggressive, <laughs> hairy. Yeah, I'm for it, man. He's jacked. Who's the, who's the dude who plays the main? Um, he's your he's your boy Luke. He plays the Danny main. Vito. I don't think it'd be a great old Logan. <laughs> no, the dude he plays the main dwarf in The Hobbit. Thorin Oakenshield. Yeah, what is the actor's name? <laughs> Richard Armitage. Richard Armitage, because he does the voice in all the like the podcasts, the the ex, the Wolverine podcast, and he's perfect in the voice role. I reckon he would be a, he could be suitable for it. Do you know? Just my last thing, because do you know who I always picked as MTU's? Wolverine, but he's already been in the MCU now. Andy Circus. Picture him in the character he's as Black Panther. He has like the beard. He's like he's he's kind of built. And like when I saw him in that, wiry to me. 
Yeah, Wolverine this should is be the, like big. But, but this is the hard stupid. thing, right? Wolverine is Hugh Jackman, and Hugh Jackman is tall and lean and not yeah, Wolverine. And so fabulous when he dances. It's like like yeah. he's a true triple threat. But I really want to see like a true to comics Wolverine. But I don't know if audiences would react like would like that. I feel I like mean, tr- like comic book readers would, but I don't know if like MCU maybe. film fans would. I feel like they would look at it and be like, "Who is this guy?" I don't know. I, I'm cool with seeing new iterations of Wolverine. If they bring Hugh Jackman back, that would just be awful, though. I don't think I don't think he'll come back. I, I think it not would even be for a billion for dollars. Uh, I mean, maybe he would come back in a role like like um Patrick that would have been the perfect time for him to show up multiverse like in that kind of role maybe but I don't I don't feel like they cast him again as Wolverine because they can't count on having him for the next 20 movies no you're right exactly MC like it's MCU it's never a one movie anymore if and that's the thing I feel like the appeal of getting him into the MCU has passed because we don't have Captain America and Iron Man and all these people I wanted to see him interact with yeah true it's all now the young. It's not like oh my god, I'm dying to see him interact with Tom Holland, Spider Man. Like I'm not interested in that. Like it was seeing him in the Avengers. Like once End Games happened, I'm like I don't need to see Hugh Jackman in the MCU anymore. Yeah, that that era is dead. Like Logan, just like my boy Logan. Yeah. All right, have we got any final words about the Wolverine trilogy? I'm good, bub. Caliban. Caliban gets a bad run. Poor guy. Dude, Stephen Merchant's awesome. He is. He's he really is awesome. good. And he's just oh, tortured he's and then awesome. killed. I mean, he takes. He takes. He, takes well, he doesn't even out. take anyone out, does he? Takes no, the he truck. burns <laughs> the whole book's face. He takes one miscellaneous mercenary, I think. But yeah, Poirot just gets out. Well, maybe he shouldn't have fucking said a dramatic yeah, last quote. Right. He should have just, he should just threw him, the yeah. grenades and killed him. I agree. Like, he had to be like, look for the light. Look, I'm saying <laughs> Caliban should have died. I'm glad he's dead. But it was still yeah. a rough go. It was. It was. Poor dude. He seemed like he had a rough life. Mm. Oh, Bono. Getting abused by Xavier. If I ever, if I like him, just breaks his mug. Oh, he and, does, then he, and then he's like, and then he's like, hey, you know how you can't go in the sun? You go out and drive out in this deserty day, leave a body and come back. It's like, really, man? He's the last person who should be doing this, but Logan is with this deadly mercenary. Yeah. Take him out there. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't kill him or anything. Yeah, that though. was such a mistake. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for the good, the bad, and the worst. Next week, we are doing the uh, the Hannibal trilogy. The uh... after Thor. No, Thor's not next week. Conan cannot do Thor. Yeah, oh, did, we did discuss this at the start, but you may not have been there. Oh, no, wait, we, can we... Oh, no, oh, we no. are. Sorry. We're on a day late. My mistake. Yeah, we can do a day late. I'm never going to edit this, but the podcast will come out <laughs> a day late. We're going to do Thor, and then we're going to do that trilogy. How about that? Sounds that good. Sounds good. All right. So we're well, just... just for, so we're not doing the whole Thor trilogy. We're just doing Love and Thunder. We already did it. We're just doing Love and Thunder. We've already done the rest of the trilogy. We'll slot it in there and figure out where it fits. But uh, I'm keen for the new Thor movie. I love Taika. Well, I like Taika Waititi. I'm worried he's becoming way oversaturated in Hollywood. Yes. But let's see how this movie goes. But Thor Ragnarok is still amazing. And early like screenings say that Christian Bale is amazing in it. Mm. So I'm he, very keen. He looks like he's taking this role seriously, like he always does. He does. <laughs> always. 
is actually killing gods to get into the character. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining us for the good, the bad, and the worst. This podcast was brought to us by The Taste of Iron, a book by C.V. Clark. Very similar to Logan, in fact. It is a little Logan-esque. A little Logan, little a little Logan esque. Uh, you can find us on socials at Good Bad Worst. We also have a video game podcast, Bonus XP. Uh, check that out on all your favorite podcasting apps. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Peace, ladies, Bob. Did you call me Blob? <laughs> <laughs>